Hey, it's me, Lisa P, and welcome back to It's Called Life, where I deep dive into topics like relationships, motherhood, womanhood, and all the other crazy things, good, bad, and ugly, that make up this thing we call life. And today I wanna talk about something I am going to call the collaborative family. It is something that I have heard whisperings of, I have heard other people talking about, and it really describes the way that I intend and me and my husband intend to create our family unit. In traditional nuclear family structures, we have a power hierarchy with the parents at the top, and even beyond that, we'll call grandparents, matriarchs, patriarchs, and going down that the power trickles down and children are at pretty much the bottom rung of the power hierarchy in a traditional family. I absolutely understand that other cultures do a much better job of creating a communal type upbringing for children, but for the sake of this discussion, we are talking about white Western families very much like the one that I exist in now and grew up in. And within that traditional family structure, with the hierarchy of the parents being at the top and the kids being at the bottom and slightly above the family pet, although not all the time in some cases, The hierarchy of power starts with the ultimate power source of the family, which is the man, the husband. Below him would be his wife, and beneath that, the children. This is obviously a very patriarchal structure to the family, but is the, I would say, societally accepted structure that we see, especially from most previous generations. These ideas were widely spread by the church as well, which brings a whole other nuance to the conversation that I just don't know if we have enough time to get into today, but we will absolutely tackle in future episodes. But the great thing is our generation is starting to do things a little bit differently, much to the chagrin of the boomers and above. But we are starting to reparent ourselves and see that there might be a healthier dynamic, a healthier way to create a family, to have a marriage, to relate to our children. And all of this started with me, with the relationship I have with my husband. We have a very equitable marriage. We see each other as true equal partners. He absolutely is the breadwinner and the economic power within our family, but I am the homemaker. I am the quote unquote traditional wife, although I don't know if I would ever really describe myself as traditional. (laughs) But we each have our towers, our pillars of power and influence of the family. We are both heads of our households in our own right and in our own way. And that is how we have always been. We consider each other and ourselves a team, a true collaboration. And it never really struck me that I could create the rest of my family with this same energy in mind. You know, I grew up in a very traditional household with pretty traditional authoritarian parents where children were absolutely lesser in power and insignificance to their parents. And I do not knock my parents for this. I think that was how things have always been done. And that's just how people raised kids. But when you look at a family as a, just this little nuclear unit, you could absolutely structure it as a hierarchy, as, you know, military top-down power structure. But the way that me and my husband have decided to try and parent and raise our children is in a much more equal and collaborative 
power structure. Now, don't get me wrong, my kids do not run my house. We are still far more capable we have more experience. We are definitely the veto yes or no power in the family because they are in fact young children. What I mean more is that we are raising our children with respect. We are doing something called respectful parenting. And respectful parenting basically is as simple as it sounds. It is respecting your children as autonomous individual human beings. And the fact that that seems revolutionary or seems in some way hippy-dippy and kind of against the grain is almost my, just, it blows my mind, really. I have always advocated that children are whole people. They came out of me exactly who they were going to be. And although it is my responsibility to keep them safe, to create healthy habits in their life, to nurture them and guide them, it is not my job to own them. I could no more own my children than I could own another individual human being. And I think we can all agree that between human beings, there should be no hierarchy of power and ownership. So why would I think that I could potentially own my children's entire identity simply because I got here first as, as a human? But respectful parenting is basically that idea that children are their own individuals, that they deserve respect, that they deserve privacy, and they deserve to be treated as humans. And I feel like the way that our society has treated children in the past generations is subhuman. It truly is. Children should be seen and not heard. Children shouldn't be out in public. Children are insignificant when it comes to the whims and wants of their parents. And you see this especially, this idea of ownership and power dominance over children in parents who see their children as extensions of themselves, as some sort of extension of their personal identity, that everything that that child looks like, acts like, wants, does, believes, is as some sort of reflection or extension of the parent's individuality. And I'm no parenting expert, but I just think that that seems to be extremely toxic and lead to identity crises amongst children, leads to just these overreaching expectations over every aspect of this person's life. And this person is in fact an individual who will have naturally their own wants, ideas, desires, interests, and trying to put them in a box is never actually going to work or you're, or you're gonna break their spirit and they will be unpacking that later. So in order to give my children the freedom to express themselves, to be themselves, we have sort of tried to make our family a collaboration, meaning we each have wants, we each have needs, we each have things that are important to us, activities we wanna do, time we wanna spend, and we look at every decision as will this be best for the family in the past this has meant that during certain times when we had really young babies or were in a really tough spot as a family my husband took a step back from work i mean he absolutely could have taken 15 work trips a year and grounded out and climbed you know his career but that would not have been best for our family as a unit and I feel very lucky and very blessed that I have a husband 
who is in this with me and does see our family as a as a partnership and a collaboration and would never do something that would better him at the expense of all the rest of us. And the same thing kind of goes for kids in activities. And I think this is the biggest hurdle that we have noticed thus far is we have an eight-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they are in public school. And if you get into school age or if you have school-age children, you'll know how busy this age is. There are constant birthday parties. There are sports and activities that everyone insists you must get your child into or else they will be nothing in this sport. You have to start them early. Get them into basketball, soccer, baseball. And we looked at this culture, this suburban school age kid culture and we just said um no i i don't think so i don't think that's best and we have friends almost everybody else we know does that life they've got multiple sports and activities a season and the unfortunate thing and the thing that really brought it to our attention is that almost all of these practices and games are at dinner time and listen every family is structured different every family is going to have things that they prioritize and if my child just had their heart set on something, we would make it work. But when it comes to this age that they're at, you know, we find that spending time as a family and having dinner together is something that we consider extremely important. It is something that is going to strengthen our bond with our children and within our family going forward. And we are also huge foodies. I love to cook for my family. I love to be able to have that time after we put the baby to bed to cook a delicious meal, to talk to my kids, to set that standard of that being something that we do as a family. And so when it comes to activities that the kids do, we absolutely measure whether or not the timing will work for everyone in the family, whether or not the commitment is something that is good for all of us. And that's how we go forward with almost every decision within our family, because it is truly a collaboration. I think in order to keep a healthy and happy family, everybody has to make little sacrifices here and there. It can't be all one kid show or, you know, the dad climbing the corporate ladder and at every expense. And maybe it means that we will do less. Maybe it means that my husband will not be as successful with multiple branches of his business and, you know, on billboards one day. Maybe it means for me, I take my social media and my content creation stuff and it takes a, a back seat for a while. I mean, it, it kind of has since having my third born. It has been in and around my most important job, which is raising my children and being a stay-at-home mom. Everything I do outside of that is extra, is carved out of this extra time, which really comes and goes at different intervals because, again, the chapters shift, the time changes, and we make do with what we have. But I think the most shocking thing, especially for men, is that my husband is fully on board with this because you have to understand the traditional power structure of a family has the man's wants and needs coming first. And that is a hard thing to want to give up. You know, what kind of man doesn't want to be able to just like flit off on a boating trip with his buddies for a weekend without even thinking, you know, is this a great time? Would this be unfair to my wife? It is a true testament to my husband's empathy and compassion and love for me and 
his priority of creating a happy and healthy family dynamic that he has no interest in that sort of lifestyle that dumps all of this onto me for him to do what he needs. You know, you see it a lot with husbands who come home and say, well, I worked a long, hard day. You expect me to help with the kids? You expect me to bathe our baby? And um, yeah, yeah, I, I fucking do, actually, because you are collaborating in the building of this family and of this household, and that takes effort from both parties. And as my kids are getting older, I think they are being more aware of the fact that our family does things a little differently. And sometimes we do have to say, yeah, you know, that sounds great, but like our family doesn't really do that. And as they get older and they have more physical autonomy, meaning they could drive themselves to and from activities and stuff like that, there will absolutely be more freedom that comes along with it. Because, I mean, we want that for them. We want them to be able to make their own choices, to be able to do the activities that that bring them joy and things that they love to do. And I think we do a pretty good job of balancing it right now. We have sort of a kind of an unspoken, like, we'll do two activities. That seems like enough. But for our family, happiness is truly about balance. I am a Libra, so I need to have calm in the chaos. I need to have balance in my life. And I find that it's so easy in this fast-paced life to be pulled in one direction or, or another or be seduced by opportunities and trips and work and sports and all of these things in our individual lives that pull us away from our central family unit and I guess me and my husband want to keep a close eye on how we're growing and shifting and keep it a collaborative family effort because at the end of the day, us being close, us being connected, that is our top priority. And anything that comes in the way of that will always be second-guessed and measured because we want our kids to be raised knowing respect in be feeling entitled to respect, to consideration, that their voices are valid, that their interests and their time and their wants and needs are just as important to us as our own, that we are willing to sacrifice something for us in order to nurture something for them, but that that will also come from them as well. There may be times that we all have to kind of sacrifice in order for one of us to fly. And I think respectful parenting is honestly a revelation and structuring our family with a power equity has also been a revelation. And it's also a revelation to see, you know, the traditional, I'm the parent, what I say goes, I'm the most important. You know, we we're watching that play out in real time with some people we know, and, and it's just... It's just something we've decided that we don't want to do. And honestly, I think we are reaping so many benefits from it um, between me and my husband in our marriage, in how we support each other in our own individual endeavors, how we support our kids in their individual endeavors, and how we as a family of five support each other. And I think that's something that I really wanted to share with y'all because it shouldn't be revolutionary that we treat our children as equal members of our family. It shouldn't be, but it seems, it seems very much to be. 
you know, I don't want a pyramid structure of power in my household. I want a, let's call it a square. (laughs) So I hope you take that into consideration. And thank you so much for joining me for this episode of It's Called Life. I'm Lisa P. And I'll see you next time.